I'm Leslie Sultan. I'm an estate planning attorney. And on this podcast, my guests and I discuss topics that help make it easy for you, the listener, to understand estate planning. We break down complex legal concepts into everyday situations so you can understand the whys and how to protect and build intergenerational wealth. We call it the legacy purse because after all, estate planning is a gift you leave your loved ones. Uh, I don't care who you are, where you are on the uh, socioeconomic ladder. We're all susceptible to sickness and injury, unexpected and accidental death, taxes and liabilities, divorce. 50% of all marriages in the divorce. I think I'm a bit of an expert in that field. I've gone through two. And then there's our taxes. If you don't give Uncle Sam the proper respect and reverence that he deserves, uh, you know, nobody likes a tax audit. I haven't been to one, but, um, you know, those are the five threats. On today's episode of The Legacy Purse, we are going to talk about financial planning. And to help us cover this topic, I've invited financial representative Vidal Peoples. Vidal holds an MBA from Baruch Zicklin's School of Business, and he's currently a financial representative from Strategies for Wealth. Welcome to the Legacy Purse, Vidal. Thank you so much, Leslie. It's my first podcast. I'm excited. So I know you were born in Jamaica, Queens, but you have Southern roots. Would you please tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, that's right. Uh, New York City born, Jamaica, Queens, but I consider Birmingham, Alabama my hometown. Uh, I grew up there and immediately left out of high, after high school. Uh, moved to Atlanta from Atlanta, lived in South Africa for a year, and I've been back in New York since circa 95, 94, 95. And today you um, have mobilized a collaborative team of specialists in individual financial and estate planning, business exit planning, and succession planning. Tell us a little bit about how you started your journey in financial planning. You know, um, I'm really privileged to be where I landed. Um, And just to be full disclosure... 95% 95% of the stuff I say I learned from my mentors, the people that I learned to study with. Uh, but I became, I walked into Strategies for Wealth 10 years ago this month. Uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine became a client of the firm. And how one builds his business, if you're an advisor, it's a referral-based business. And she gave my name to her uh, advisor. And he did what if you do in this business, uh, makes you very successful. He dripped on me for, you know, every quarter for two years and then finally say, hey, you know, I want to do what you do. And uh, he made an introduction and that was uh, the story that, you know, started and this is where I met. And what are the cornerstones of your financial advisory practice? What I know is that people are time poor. And, um, you know, it's my contention uh, that we are more than just the products that we accumulate uh, in a haphazard way in a silo. So, you know, my job is to help people understand that there's, you know, 
time is the greatest incubator of wealth. Taxes is the greatest eroder of wealth. And there's a proper hierarchy to their cash flow. And one must, you know, be in constant motion, working towards having a great financial life. And many people are just time poor. They don't have the time, the patience or the inclination to do what I do after meeting the demands of family, work, and whatnot. So, you know, I learn and study uh, to be that uh, person who delivers to help them with the background program of their world is, like, is what I like to say. And how do you accomplish this with your clients? Do you have set objectives that you're trying to help them with? You know, we, I have to start with understanding who they are, their relationship to money, what's important to them, who's dependent upon them. So it's usually a very uh, fluid conversation. Uh, the first meeting or so, depending on my client's familiarity with, you know, this business or guys like me or women like me, you know, so I want to kind of get a pulse of, you know, have they had any experience uh, speaking to a financial advisor because this is a long-term relationship. Uh, I'm the guy that, you know, you're going to be speaking to, you know, for decades to come, as long as I'm in the business. So do you really want to be speaking to me once a quarter, uh, once a year at a minimum? Do I want to be speaking to you? Uh, uh, once a quarter, once a year at a minimum. So uh, just having a real deep dive, not without even going into data or numbers or presentation, just, hey, what's important to you? What what was the impetus that brought us together? Uh, And then just kind of, you know, go take it from there. That's great because, you know, I'll be honest, I think I brought you onto my show because I am aware that there's a lot of myths and misconceptions about financial planners. Um, I think some of those myths revolve around this person's just going to get me to buy a bunch of insurance is policies that I don't need or might invest my money uh, for his or her own profit. So I can see that you have a much more holistic approach and you're really about listening to the client and figuring out what their needs are. Um, so tell us some of the ways that you help your clients to save or to think about debt. Well, my job is really to bring the future into the present, you know? So, uh, once we understand that, you know, there are obligations that we must meet, you know, we'll meet them and then another one emerges, uh, There are opportunities that we need to capitalize on. And once we capitalize on it, we have to move on to the next one. And then there are threats that we satisfy. And then there are other threats that pop up. So, you know, what I really ground my clients and prospective clients in is saying, hey, listen, we're all in two paths. There's the path of wealth creation, which involves investments and investing. And that I and in that arena, I'm held to a very, very high standard. Any one of my peers were held to a very high standard of suitability and best interests. And then, you know, wealth cre- wealth accumulation is a multi-decade endeavor. Um, so, you know, anything can happen in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So we have to do risk management, which is insurance, you know, downside protection. So, you know, having the finesse of being able to say, hey, listen, 
this isn't about a single product or a single pitch. This is about the total integration and coordination of your personal economy. You know, so let me share with you some of the ideas that I have. You know, no advisor has monopoly on good ideas. But let me show you what I know works. And let's see, you know, if it's going to get you from point A, which is where you are now, to point B, which is where you want to go. And I find out that by just having conversations around what's important to them. And how do you connect financial planning with estate planning? Financial planning and estate planning, you know, I always said if I didn't get my MBA and if I could do it all over again, I would, you know, get a JD and have a trust in the stakes practice because it really dovetail uh, into one another. I think what you do is really sexy because you help people uh, leave what they've worked so hard for to who they want, when they want, under the conditions they want. Uh, so financial planning is, you know, my work is the, you know, the products, the the recognition of the different taxes that govern the products, the protection from the five threats that we're all susceptible to. Um, and that is the gift that's inside of the pretty pink uh, box with a bow, right? And the pretty pink box and the bow is the estate planning. So, you know, the products, the, the, the tools, you know, those are assets. And, you know, we're going to get to enjoy some of those. We might not if we become incapacitated and if we predecease our loved ones, which we will do. Um, hopefully, working with me, they'll get to enjoy some of those assets before they predecease their loved ones. But, you know, the estate planning is there, I mean, to protect them from creditors, predators, and wayward family members. I'm not a legal professional, right? So what you do and what I do dovetail perfectly. And I I love the analogy that you bring up of the Tiffany uh, box because I have a similar theory and that's the whole premise of my podcast, The Legacy Purse, is especially when you're doing a trust, you get to put all of your assets into a beautiful purse. And it's not just this, you know, you can go out and buy a fancy name brand high name brand purse and leave that for your family. But what we are trying to structure for as estate planners for our clients is um, also the legacy of the person. So yes, you want to put all that stuff into your purse. And the concept of the trust is that once everything's in the purse, it passes very smoothly and you don't have to go through the probate process. Um, But also it's about what else can we fill in there? What's the legacy? What are the values? And so um, we'll get more into that probably on another podcast. Um, but, you know, I, I appreciate that. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners are in the process of thinking about estate planning, but also how do I how do I generate more wealth? How do I package this? So um, and you mentioned the five threats. That was kind of an interesting word. So tell us a little bit about these five threats. Well, well let me just say, I think uh, the Legacy Purse is a great podcast name. So uh, five threats. Uh, I don't care who you are, where you are on the uh, socioeconomic ladder. We're all susceptible to sickness and injury, unexpected and accidental death, taxes and liabilities, divorce. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. I like to think I'm a bit of an expert in that field. I've gone through two. And then there's our taxes. If you don't give Uncle Sam the proper respect and reverence, 
that he deserves. Uh, you know, nobody likes a tax audit. I haven't been to one, but, um, you know, those are the five threats. And I've added one, which uh, just recently, and that's uh, artificial intelligence, intelligence and automation, right? So, you know, by 2030, I think the statistic is, you know, 70% of the jobs that we know of today won't be here. They'll be automated. So you got to continuously reinvent yourself. You know, you got to stay marketable. Uh, you got to save money. Uh, so those are the threats. So is that, am I correct in that the goal of meeting with a financial planner is to help prepare for those inevitable threats that you will likely face? The goal is to mitigate against those threats, to take those threats off of your balance sheet and put it onto someone else's balance sheet. That's why risk management is so important. You know, so sickness and injury, lawsuit and liability, unexpected accidental death, that's all insurance. You know, I can't really talk to a client about wealth accumulation because it's a multi-decade endeavor without talking to them about, you know, protecting their downside while they have the, while they have the wealth accumulation. And now I have a favorite part in my podcast where I, that I call the nightmare estate plan section, where I ask my guests to tell us about some version of a nightmare story that they've encountered or experienced with a client that would help our listeners to understand why what we're talking about on these episodes is so important. Um, would you care to share something like that with us? Well, one of the benefits of my practice is I get to choose who I work with. So I don't have any real nightmare clients, uh, but I have, I like to think of uh, success stories, which could have been a nightmare had we not done the proper planning. Um, so very, very early in my tenure in the business, um, I met a gentleman at a, a doctor at a, uh, one of these, it was a landmark education and uh, we got to know each other. And I don't know what you know about Landmark, but people share a lot. They share a lot of their personal history with you. And we went to lunch and come find out, you know, we inevitably, you know, what do you do for a living? Found out he was a doctor. I'm a financial advisor. Yeah, I have a guy like you. Great. What does your guy do for you? I give him, you know, two, three grand a month. He invested for me. Great. I could do that as well. Has he ever had a risk management uh, conversation with you? Has he ever talked to you about protecting your downside? Long story short, um, he had some gaps in his planning. And uh, one of those gaps was the appropriate level of income protection insurance, disability insurance, which we know that there is no IRA, there is no brokerage account, there is no home buying if there's no income coming in. So uh, we addressed that. We, with you know, him working with me, we got him optimally covered, optimally covered. Uh, so if he were to become sick or injured, he would have his full net after-tax income. And he did become sick or injured 10 months later. He went out on full disability, delivering a 13-pound baby. So as a result of our work, uh, he started a nonprofit. He went back and got another Ivy League uh, uh, master's degree in philanthropic and charitable giving. And he's since gone back and started a fellowship. He was an OBGYN. Now he started a fellowship because he was bored um, in critical care 
uh, uh, medicine. So not only is he collecting his benefit from when he was OBGYN, he's also going to collect the salary uh, from his fellowship and when he uh, is complete with his fellowship, making a very nice six-figure income in addition to his uh, disability benefit. So, you know, could have been a nightmare had he not met me uh, because he certainly was not prepared. And he's very grateful to this day where we've become personal friends. With estate planning, I noticed that a lot of clients will say, I'm not ready to do an estate planning. I don't have enough assets yet. Um, and of course, the reality under the law is that you're ready to do estate planning when you turn 18, because that's when you actually have an estate. Um, and I'm wondering for financial planning, I'm sure you hear that a lot. I'm not ready for financial planning or I don't have enough yet. So if you could share with our audience, does, is there a certain amount someone should have in terms of wealth or income before they start hiring a financial advisor? You know, um, I think it's very important that going back to, as I say, stated earlier, we're all rich in time, right? We may not have assets. Uh, well, not all of us, but most of the folks, young professionals, right? So when you leave the nest at around 22 years old, you're rich in time. You have a 40, 45 year time horizon. So I think it's incumbent upon professionals like me to meet a prospect, suspect, or client where they're where they are. Not everybody's a candidate to work work for me, work with me, right? Uh, but you got to do something, and the sooner you start doing something, the better. Uh, I think at the crux of everything uh, that I talk about, the one non-negotiable, and this is my non-negotiable, is just life. You know, you you have to save money, right? So if I can get my clients to become, you know, a conscious consumer and an unconscious saver, uh, I know that they're going to have a great financial life, right? Because what we're orientated to is being a conscious saver and an unconscious consumer. And as it's failed, a lot of people because they find themselves dipping and dipping and dipping into their savings. But if I can help someone say, hey, listen, let me meet you where you are. If we can get you saving, become a conscious consumer and an unconscious saver, we'll set the foundation to give you a fighting chance of having financial success and peace of mind. I love that. Unconscious saver and conscious consumer. Okay, that's the goal for all our listeners. We got to get to that point. <laughs> so, um, Vidal, where can our listeners find you if they want to meet with you or they have more questions for you? Uh, you know, I, uh, my firm, I'm an advisor with the firm Strategies for Wealth. That's S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-E-S-F-O-R, wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H.com. And my email address is Vidal, V-I-D-A-L, underscore peoples, P-E-O-P-L-E-S, at strategiesforwealth.com. Great. And we will be sure to post that all over our website and in the notes. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the Legacy Purse and sharing your insight with us. I think it was really valuable and I hope our listeners got as much out of it as I did. Thank you. The Legacy Purse was brought to you by Sultan Attorney in New York and produced and edited by Xavier Mejia in Los Angeles. 
You can support our podcast by liking this episode and subscribing to it. You can also support us by rating this podcast in your app and by following us on social media at Sultan Attorney. For more information on this episode, visit LegacyPurse.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Legacy Purse Podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Strategies for Wealth, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Fidal is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue, Securities LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Strategies for Wealth is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of PAS or Guardian.